0: Good evening. Welcome to Maniac Marketers. I am your host, Terry Allison. Tonight our topic is, or our title is, Attitude is the Extra Plus in Leadership in a Work-at-Home Business. And the book that I've been using uh, through the series is a book by John Maxwell titled Developing the Leader Within You. So we've been kind of working through some uh, leadership stuff, <clears throat> and then we go and, and talk about um, talk about our business. So uh, for now, let's let's talk about why people even come to a work at home business. You know what is their what is their why? What is your why? For many people, it's the lure of lots of money. You know, people promise uh, uh, tons and tons of money. You know, two or three hundred dollars a day. Uh, that's really pretty small amount. Uh, what uh, a lot of people promise to be thousand dollars a day. There's even uh, things out there now <clears throat> that'll pro- promise to make you a millionaire overnight. So people are lured in, into that. Uh, lots and lots of money. Well, then uh, some people are looking for a replacement income. Maybe the mother and the father, uh, maybe they're working outside the home, and one of them needs to stay home to take care of the kids. But they, in order to do that, they need a, a replacement income or a substitute income in there for that for that second income, so they can uh, get get by. Uh, some people maybe maybe they got hurt or something. Uh, maybe gotten handicapped in some way, um, so they they need to bring in a little extra money to replace what they have been making. Some people, hey, they're they're working two, maybe even three jobs, trying to make um, ends meet, and so they need a they need a replacement income so uh, they can cut one of the one or two of those jobs out. <clears throat> And, uh, of course, you know, and then there's always, you know, somebody who's wanting to just replace their income from their first job uh, entirely. And that's that's okay. Some people are just flat fed up with your boss. Uh, they, uh, they don't like the way they look, smell. Uh, they don't like their attitude. They don't like uh, how they do things. Uh, maybe the boss is controlling. Uh, the, the boss has got to approve everything that goes on. You know, my, Maybe the boss micromanages uh, everything. Uh, some people are just, they want to be their own boss. BYOB is what I call it. Be your own boss. You don't like people telling you what to do. I know I'm that way. I, I like to be able to do my own thing and... Uh, be able to do it the way it makes sense for me and uh, yeah and I don't want to have to go ask somebody for uh, being able to take off a day or two or or maybe a week's vacation or even two weeks vacation uh, I like having that control <coughs> of my my own time my own freedom and since we're talking about freedom and flexibility you know people want to be able to Take off, talk, take off time. Take off time whenever they they need to. Maybe their kid uh, is at school and uh, they're needing a parent-teacher conference, or maybe uh, there's a play going on at the school during the day or during uh, what would be your working hours, and uh, you want to be able just to be able to go and not have to ask anyone. Maybe man. Uh, maybe sometimes you just want to get go away for a. Uh, we can get away. Maybe go down to Florida or California, or maybe since it's so hot uh, this time of year, uh, maybe you want to go up to Alaska, you know, kind of beat the heat. But you have the freedom and flexibility to just be on your own schedule. Some people are looking to do it for their family, uh, they want to uh, be with their kids as they grow up. Uh, and if you, if you look at the time that a person's usually at the work, uh, even if, if it's an eight-hour job, you're really away from the family more than just eight hours. Because um, when there's eight hours at the job, you got to figure in walking out to the, your car, uh, and then you got to figure out drive time, and then you got to figure rush hour traffic. Sometimes there's uh, road construction going on, so. Uh, th- that time can easily add up to 10, 11 hours that uh, you're away from home. And of course, sometimes you got to go and, and uh, go to the grocery store uh, before you get home. So, Or maybe go pick up the kids at, from the sitter, stuff like that. <clears throat> so, uh, but You want to be able to spend more time uh, with your family. Some people want to uh, have the challenge of starting a business Making it go, and then they want to leave uh, the business, turn it over to the kids, uh, so that the kids can take over and maybe you know <clears throat> leave a family legacy for the kids. You know, it's like you know you you start something up and you've done uh, met all of your goals that you wanted to do, and your kids have grown up in the business and you just turn it over to them one day and say, okay, this is yours. Here's what I've done. And uh, see what you can do with it now. Uh, Go on, do it. Cheerlead them on. So anyway, this is not meant to be an exhaustive list or anything like that. But just some things to think about. Of uh, because you really need to know what your why is, and uh, and then you got to keep that in front of you uh, all the time while you're doing a work at home business. That's the only reason why we even uh, talk about the reason why because. You know, you always got to know what your reason is. Well, let's talk about mentoring for a moment. Uh, we maniac marketers, we want to ment—easy man- yeah, for me to say—we want to mentor you to be successful in a work-at-home business. That includes using the tools that we'll talk about here in a little bit, and also being a leader in your business. Because if you're not a leader in your business, then you're not going to have much of a business so we're going to teach you how to be a leader as well <coughs> attitude check attitude 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 everything is about attitude well maxwell says that he does this uh little know exercise uh when he does uh conferences and stuff like that and uh he just does it to uh, you know for people to think about and what he has them to do is write down on a piece of paper, and you can do this at at home or wherever you're at, write the name of a friend whom you greatly admire. So take a moment and think about that. And then also write one thing you admire most about that friend. So you can kind of think about, uh, about those two things. Write the name of a friend whom you greatly admire, and then write one thing that you admire most about that friend." And then he goes on, and, he, uh, and Maxwell talks about uh, you know being able to gain an interesting and important insight from this exercise. The odds, the odds are high that the thing you most admire about your friend has to do with attitude. After all, the, the a lot of conference participants, uh, they've completed the, this exercise over time, and he always asks them to tell them his answers. And for the first 25 responses uh, in, the, in these conferences, uh, on an overhead projector, uh, he writes it down for everyone to see. And he puts an A beside the character that describes attitudes. He puts an S beside those describing skills, and an L if the word words deal with looks. Every time he conducts this exercise, 95% of the descriptive words represent attitude for which the friends are admired. Chuck Swindoll said, The longer I live, the more I realize the impact of attitude on life. Attitude to me is more important than facts. It is more important than the past, than education, than money, than circumstances, than failures, than successes, than what other people think or say or do. It is more important than appearance, giftedness, or skill. It will make or break a company, a church, or a home. The remarkable thing is that we have a choice every day regarding the attitude we will embrace for that day. We cannot change our past, nor can we change the fact that people will act in a certain way. We also cannot change the inevitable. The only thing that we can do is play on the one thing we have, and that is our attitude. I am convinced that life is 10% what happens to me and 90% how I react to it and so it is with you. We are in charge of our attitudes. Just as our attitudes are the extra pluses in life, they also make the difference in leading others. Leadership has less to do with position than it does with disposition. The disposition of a leader is important because it will influence the way the followers think and feel. Great leaders understand that the right attitude will set the right atmosphere which enables the right responses from others. Attitude. So that's why we want to talk about attitude. We'll talk about how our attitude are our most important assets. Our attitude may not be the asset that makes us great leaders. But without good ones, we will never never reach our full potential. Our attitudes are the and then some that allows us the little extra edge over those whose thinking is wrong. Walt Emerson said, What lies behind us and what lies before us are tiny matters compared to what lies within us. Think about that for a moment. Before us? Behind us? What really matters is what lies within us. The 1983 COST report on American business said that 94% of all Fortune 500 executives attributed their successes more to attitude than to any other basic ingredient. Robert Half International, a San Francisco consulting firm, recently asked vice presidents and personnel directors at 100 of America's largest companies to name the single greatest reason for firing an employee. The responses are very interesting and underscore the importance of attitude in the business world. So, incompetence was 30%. And so you might write these down so you can kind of see what I'm talking about. Incompetence, 30%. Inability to get along with other workers is 17%. Dishonesty, or lying, was 12%. Negative attitude is 10%. Lack of motivation is 7%. Failure or refusal to follow instructions is 7%. All other reasons is 8%. Notice that although incompetence ranked first on the list, the next five were all attitude problems. The Carnegie Institute not long ago analyzed the records of 10,000 persons and concluded that 15% of success is due to technical training. The other 85% is due to personality and a primary personality trait identified by the research is attitude. Our attitudes determine what we see and how we handle our feelings. These two factors greatly determine our success. Perception. That's what we see. Psychology 101 teaches that that we see what we are prepared to see. It's kind of like a suburbanite, unable to find his best saw, suspected that his neighbor's son, who was always tinkering around with woodworking, had stolen it. During the next week, everything the teenager did looked suspicious. The way he walked, the tone of his voice, his gestures. But when the older man found the saw behind his own workbench, where he had accidentally knocked it, he could no longer see anything at all suspicious in his neighbor's son. Attitude is everything. Well, Neil Mahoney, in her book, Beliefs Can Influence Attitudes, pointedly illustrates this truth. M- or, uh, not Mahoney, uh, Monet, M-O-H-N-E-Y, tells of a double-blind experiment conducted in San Francisco Bay Area. And there's other such experiments just like this uh, all around. But uh, this, uh, this principle of a school called three professors together and said because three teachers are because you three teachers are the finest in the system and you have the greatest expertise, we're going to give you 90 high IQ students. We're going to let you move these students through <coughs> we're going to let you move these students through this year at their own pace and see how much they can learn. Everyone, I mean Everyone was delighted, faculty and students alike. Wow, this was exciting. Over the next year the professors and the students thoroughly enjoyed themselves. The professors were teaching the brightest students. The students were benefiting from those from the close attention and instruction of highly skilled teachers. By the end of the experiment, the students had achieved from twenty to thirty percent more than the other students in the whole area. The principal called the teachers in and told them, I have a confession to make. You do not have 90 of the most intelligent or intellectually prominent students. They were run-of-the-mill students. We took 90 students at random from the system and gave them to you. The teachers said, This means that that we are exceptional teachers." Well, the principal continued, I have another confession. You're not the brightest of the teachers. Your names were the first three names drawn out of a hat. The teachers asked, What made the difference? Why did ninety students perform at such an exceptional level for a whole year? Well, the difference, of course, was the teacher's expectations. Our expectations have a great deal to do with our attitudes. And these expectations may be totally false, but they will determine our attitudes. How we handle our feelings. Notice I did not say our attitudes determine how we feel, There's a great difference between how we feel and how we handle our feelings. Everyone has times when they feel bad. Our attitudes cannot stop our feelings, but they can keep our feelings from stopping us. Unfortunately, too many allow their feelings to control them until they end up like this uh, character, this poor Ziggy in this comic strip. He's sitting beneath a tree gazing at the moon and says, I've been here and I've been there. I've been up and I've been down. I've been in and I've been out. I've been around and I've been about. But not once, not even once, have I ever been where it's at. Not a bad attitude. (laughs) Every day we see people who are feeling controlled. A recent survey indicates that people with emotional problems are 144% more likely to have an automobile accident than those who are emotionally stable. That should be an alarming factor revealed by the study is that one out of every five victims of fatal accidents had a quarrel within six hours before his or her accident. <clears throat> Excuse me for a moment here. Uh, attitude. It's all about attitude. Now it is probable that a person with a bad attitude, uh, excuse me, it is improbable that a person with a bad attitude can continuously be a success. Norman Vincent Peale relates this story in his book, Power of the Plus Factor. He said, once walking through the twisted little streets of Kowloon in Hong Kong, I came upon a tattoo studio. In the window were displayed samples of the tattoos available. On the chest or arms, you could have tattooed an anchor, or flag, or mermaid, or whatever. But what struck me with force were three words that could be tattooed on one's flesh. Born to lose. I entered a shop in astonishment, and pointing to those words, asked the Chinese tattoo artist, Does anyone really have that phrase, born to lose, tattooed on his body? He replied, yes, sometimes. But I said, I just can't believe that anyone in his right mind would do that. The Chinese man simply tapped his forehead in broken English, said, before tattoo on body, tattoo on mind. Once our minds are tattooed with negative thinking, our chances for long-term success diminish. We cannot continue to function in a manner that we do not truly believe about ourselves. Often I see people sabotage themselves because of wrong thinking. And uh, you know this story is, is just so true uh, of, uh, of, uh, that Norman Vincent Peel taught or told here because I had an, I have an uncle that he has those words tattooed on his arm. Born to lose, and I can't tell you how many times he's been thrown in jail he's been in and out of jail or prison all of his life and uh, or all of his life so far he's still he's still among us but uh but that tattoo really has uh his mind was set on that born to lose you know it's like I can never do anything right. So it's like why try? And you know, and that's I I just don't don't get that. But words are important. So if you're always thinking that, born to lose, well, of course that's what's that's the kind of life you're gonna have. So you need to really adjust your attitude and live for success. There's this plaque that tells uh uh, how successful Arnold Palmer has been. Uh, we all know uh, Arnold Palmer, of course, being a golfer. He he says here, uh, If you think you are beaten, you are. If you think you dare not, you don't. If you like to win, but think you can't, it's almost certain you won't. Life's battles don't always go to the stronger or faster man. But sooner or later, the man who wins is the man who thinks he can. So it goes to that saying, you know, if you think you can, you can; if you think you can't, you can't. You're you're right either way. So why not error on the side of success? Always think you can. So and that's and that's important. Uh, I I've been a youth pastor before, and I. I have always told the kids that words are very, very important. We are responsible for our attitudes. Our destinies in life will never be determined by our complaining spirits or high expectations. Life is full of surprises and the adjustment of our attitudes is a lifelong project. The pessimist complains about the wind. The optimist expects it to change. The leader adjusts the sails. We choose what attitudes we have right now, and it's a continuing choice. And, uh, you know, it's yeah. You know, Maxwell says that he's amazed at the large number of adults. Who failed to take responsibility for their attitudes, and I am too. I, I've seen that happen all the time. You know, uh, if they're if they're grumpy and someone asks them, they'll say, "I got up on the wrong side of the bed." It's kind of like, "Well, start getting up on the other side." You know, get up on the right side of the bed. When failure begins to plague their lives, they'll say, "I was born on the wrong side of the tracks." Well, move. Uh, I mean you you can change where you're living you know you don't, just cuz you were born there doesn't mean that you have to stay so you, you got to get up take care of your problems go just go you know, and and do something else uh some people use the excuse of wrong birth order so you can't choose your your birth order, but you can choose your attitude about it you can you can grow, and when the marriages fail, they believe that they married the wrong person well maybe maybe you should take time to really get to know the person before you got married instead of just jumping into bed with the first person in the opposite sex that you see. So, see, there, people want to blame someone else for their problems. Uh, and then, you know, they got to look inside at themselves. It's not it's not what happens to me that matters, but what happens in me. Hugh Downs says that a That a happy person is not a person with a certain set of circumstances, but rather a person with a certain set of attitudes. Too many people believe that happiness is a condition. When things are going great, they're happy. When things are going bad, they're sad. Some people have what I call destination disease. They think that happiness can be found in a position or a place. Others have what I call someone's sickness. They think happiness results from knowing or being with a particular person. Here's a here's a philosophy of old uh, Victor Frankl, the father of uh, logotherapy. God chooses what we go through. We choose how we go through it. And you uh, see, Victor Frankl, he went through a, a Nazi... Uh, concentration camp uh, I forget what is uh, Auschwitz or one of the one of those uh, death camps he said the the one thing you cannot take away from me is the way I choose to respond to what you do to me the last of one's freedom is to choose one's attitude in any given circumstance. Clara Barton, the founder of the American Red Cross, understood the importance of choosing a right attitude, even in wrong situations. She was never known to hold a grudge against anyone. One time a friend recalled to her a cruel thing that had happened to her some years previously. But Clara seemed not to remember the incident. "'Don't you remember the wrong that was done to you?' the friend asked. "'No,' Clara answered calmly. I distinctly remember forgetting that. Many times people who have suffered adverse situations in their lives become bitter and angry. Over time, their lives will be negative and hardened toward others. The tendency for them is to point back to the difficult time and say, That incident ruined my life. What they do not realize is that the incident called for an attitude decision, a response. Their attitude choice, not the condition, ruined their life. C.S. Lewis said, Every time you make a choice, you're turning the control part of you, the part that chooses, into something a little different from what it was before. And taking your life as a whole... With all your innumerable choices, you are slowly turning this control thing either into a heavenly creature or into a hellish one. So it's a choice. The leader's attitude helps determine the attitudes of the followers. Leadership is influence. People catch our attitudes just like they they catch our coals by getting close to us. One of the most gripping thoughts to ever enter my mind centers on my influence as a leader. It is important that I possess a great attitude, not only for my own success, but also for the benefit of others. My responsibilities as a leader must always be viewed in light of the many, not just myself. Dr. Frank Crane reminds us that a ball rebounds from the wall with precisely the force with which it was thrown against the wall. There is a law in physics to the effect that action is equal to the reaction. That law is also true in the realm of influence. In fact, its effects multiply with a leader's influence. The action of a leader multiplies in reaction because there are several followers. To a small given... Many smiles return. Anger unleashed toward others results in much anger returned from many. There are a few actual victims of fate. The generous, the generous are helped and the stingy are shunned. You remember the, the guy that broke that, the, the four minute mile? People have been trying to achieve it since the days of of ancient Greeks. In fact, folklore has it that the Greeks had lions chase the runners thinking that it would make them run faster. They also tried drinking tiger's milk, not the stuff you get down at the health food store, but the real thing, real tiger's milk. Nothing they tried worked, so they decided it was impossible for a person to run a mile in four minutes or less. And for over a thousand years, everyone believed it. Our bone structure is all wrong. Wind resistance is too great. We have inadequate lung power. There's a, there was a, man, there was a million reasons of why people could not run the four-minute mile. And then one man, one day, one man, one single human being proves the doctors, the trainers, the athletes, and the millions of runners before him who tried and failed were all wrong. And miracle of miracles, that year, oh, Roger Bannister broke the four-minute mile. And when he did that, 37 other runners broke the four-minute mile. The year after that, there were three hundred runners who broke the four hundred the four minute mile. And even in a few a few years ago in a single race in New York, thirteen out of thirteen runners broke the four minute mile. In other words, a few decades ago the runner who finished dead last in New York race would have been regarded as having accomplished the impossible. Think about that for a moment. Now everyone's running a four-minute mile. There were no great breakthroughs in training. No one discovered how to control wind resistance. Human bone structure and physiology didn't suddenly improve. But you see, human attitudes did. You can accomplish your goals if you set them. Who says you're not tougher, smarter, better, hard-working, more able than your competition? It does not matter if they say you can't do it. What matters, the only thing that matters is thats is if you say it. Until Roger Bannister came along, we all believed the experts. And the experts continue to keep others from reaching their potential. Why? Because experts have influence. And I really do believe that a leader's attitude is caught by his followers more quickly than his actions. An attitude is reflected by others when they don't follow the action. An attitude can be expressed without a word being spoken. And, and you know, so many times people in a work-at-home business, the uh, people are so busy listening to the gurus out there that. Oh, you can't do this. Oh, you gotta have this special software. If you have the special software, oh, you'll you'll make tons and tons of money. You'll you'll have uh, instant success and blah 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 blah. But uh, you know, you got to you know you gotta have the attitude check. You gotta know how you're gonna react to things and and uh, and uh, spend a lot of time on attitude. You see, here at Maniac Marketers, we have a willing attitude to help you learn how to promote on Google in your work-at-home business. You know, we've, we've done it ourselves, and we're willing to, to show you how to do that, how to get to the top of Google. Because we can do it and with the tools that we use. We know that you can do it as well if you all apply yourself. So with Maniac Marketers, we teach you how to grow to be a leader, which is very much needed to build your work-at-home business. Well, let's talk about some kinds of marketing. You know what? Uh, You may be familiar with some of these uh, types of marketing, and this is not an exhaustive list by any means, but here's a few. Comment, article, email, traffic exchanges, Educational, relationship, and there's, there's a bunch of others. Uh, sometimes people get focused on one or two of these and they forget everything else. Uh, like, I, you know, people want to just blast their email out uh, to people. I know that if they blast me their email, yeah, I'm never going to see it. Because I get thousands and thousands of emails every day anyway. So the likelihood of me seeing your email is uh, highly unlikely. Uh people that are in the traffic exchanges, you know they've already seen everything that's ever come around they're promoting their thing uh they don't care about yours unless you've just got something that's just a little bit different than what they have and then maybe they'll look at it uh, and then they're just exchanging clicks for clicks so uh and you know even you know they're getting they're getting false traffic to their site because nobody's going to, to buy their products or even look at their products. Let's look at educational marketing. What is that? Well, educational marketing is providing information to the person searching for the answer to the question that he or she has. So if you provide the solution, the person the person will most likely buy your product. Relationship marketing is being able to connect with another person on some level. And just a word of caution, this is kind of a disclaimer. Relationship marketing does not mean that we talk to people just to have a chance of selling them something. You know, we don't want to get into manipulation. You know, A relationship, if you're going to have a relationship with someone, just have a relationship. And uh, if what comes out of that, they buy your product or whatever, or do business with you, then, hey, that's great, too. But at least you've gained a friend out of the whole thing. And that's more important. Well, let's talk about uh, the coming together of two ages, the information age and the social community age. In the information age, we're basically talking about the search engines, like Google, Bing, and, and Yahoo. They hold all the information. Google logs about 2 billion searches a day. So they probably have about 300 million people that use Google. Bing has a little bit of the market, 10%. And Yahoo has 100,000 searches a week. The social community age, that's where people are coming together to share common interests. There's uh, groups like Facebook. I'm sure everyone once heard of Facebook. There's MySpace, Ning, Digg, Squidoo, YouTube. They've grown significantly over the last few years. Facebook has about more than 500 million active users. 50 percent of the active users log on to Facebook in any given day, and they have about everyone has about an average of 130. 130 friends. Well, then there's Twitter. It has about 106 million registered users. That is of April 2010. They have a sign-up rate of about 300,000 per day. So if you do the math on that, over a year's time, they probably have somewhere around 210, 210 million, excuse me, and uh, they have hundred and eighty million unique visitors that come to the site every month uh there's fifty five million tweets a day and Twitter even has its own search engine and uh about there's about six hundred million search queries per day so if you know how to uh get your uh articles and everything uh keyword specific and uh you know that could work out pretty well for you there of getting your uh, information noticed. Wall Street Journal says uh, in a, uh, February of 20, 23rd of 2011 that the COM score for email usage for ages 12 to 17 dropped by almost 25%. And the web-based email dropped by 6%. And that's because uh, a lot of the younger people are using their phones to tweet back and forth. So that's how they're communicating. They don't necessarily use their email because it's oh you know, so complicated. Uh, you know, or how everybody's spamming them uh, with uh, various information. They, they don't want to have to mess with that. Anyway, besides that, they, they got their phones right there with them. Let's talk about the business. We uh our business uh is Trivita. It's a health and wellness business. They have your regular vitamins, you know, A, B, C, D, E. They have men's and women's daily vitamins. They have uh men's and women's specific uh uh specific vitamins for each gender. Uh they have uh anti inflammation products, the calcium, uh iron, uh uh, you know, there anything that you can think of uh, in the vitamin field, the health and wellness field. Triveda has a twofold mission. Triveda wants to inspire and help people experience greater overall wellness. <coughs> that basically means that they want to teach people <coughs> how to be proactive in their health. What's going to make them healthier and stay and stay healthy. So, uh, they have education and put out information to to help people in that endeavor. Well, Trivita also wants to give people the opportunity to create wealth for your life purposes. So, whatever you're trying to do, they want to to give you that opportunity to go and make money in your work at home business. And so, everything that they do is based on these two uh, Two-fold mission and it's designed to benefit you and me and everyone else that wants to uh, get into the health and wellness business with Trivita and here's how we uh, market uh, on the internet and, and it doesn't have to be limited to the internet but we have a marketing system called Veritech and in this uh, system uh, we have the capability of getting to the top of the search engines. Uh, We use the system. There's all kinds of things in here. There's a lead generation system, classified ad system, splash page maker, ad ad submission tool, blogging system, bulk mailer, tracking tools. Uh, It even has its own uh, search engines and directories and classified ad system. I said classified ad system, I guess but uh, I mean it's it's all there you never have to look outside the system in order to promote your uh, information or your products we'll teach you how to do all that there's the social community age which uh, uh, you know I I use the uh, things that they taught us in uh, in Veritech uh, they're built right into the the system here to uh, help you get to the top of the search engines and to uh, be in community with other people, and that's at tomorrow's home business. dot com. And in this system, uh, you can post information through blogs and videos, you can share information from uh, this social community. To other communities like Facebook and Twitter, MySpace, Delicious, Dig, Stump, Stumble Upon. You can even send an email uh, to someone with your information in it if you want. You can create your own profile page to represent you. I know mine is a uh, uh, Harley Davidson. See, that's my why. I want to. Uh, I want to keep that dream out there in front of me, uh, so that I can. Uh, I can get a, a Harley uh, uh, sometime soon. And, uh, but, uh, so, uh, I have that as my profile page. Kind of, it represents me. So people can, can kind of, uh, get a look into what I like doing. The profile pages are promotable on the search engine. I know Mari and I've, uh, just for, uh, uh my name as a keyword. Uh, I'm on the first page, and usually that doesn't really mean a whole lot. But uh, for me, there's uh, 11 million links out there of uh, Terry Allison, so I got mine on the first page. Uh, you can put uh, an RSS feed in there, so if you got two or three blogs, you can put uh, roll your blogs in uh, from uh, from outside the community and onto your profile page. I have three uh, RSS feeds coming into the main page so uh, you can go get uh, uh, content uh, there find some information uh, to help you with blogs we're just people working together in in a relationship and uh, and have fun together and promote uh, our business on the internet our group is the Maniac Marketers uh butch hamilton has shown us a lot in the in how to promote on the on the internet and if you're in business with us we're happy to, to share that with you and and uh show you how uh to promote your business so now we're talking about business choices with Maniac marketers we promise to teach you how to grow to be a leader and we also teach you how to use, how to use your tools to build your work at home business now the maniac marketers invite you to a successful work at home business if someone brought you tonight get back with them and get some more information Um, if you need to talk to me or you don't have anyone uh, you can contact me at any of my links here at t-e-r-r-y-s-r dot V E R E T E K K dot C O M That's dot com or Trivita is spelled T R I V I T A dot C O M slash one three one three four three four nine. You can contact me on Skype at Allison Marketing Group. And again the social community you're willing uh, i invite you to come and, and visit us and uh and post uh whatever business you're in i really don't care on on that part but uh, you can come and and learn uh, what more about, about what we're what we're doing at tomorrow's home it's n i n g dot com c o m so Thank you for being a part of this presentation. Thank you.